0: everyone and welcome into wake and take it's your boy jason and we have plenty of football to talk about today it is officially officially week one of the nfl season which means we have obviously games to watch this weekend but also actual news actual information and tons of things will be changing becoming more exciting everything throughout the week Today, we've had some news to discuss from all over the weekend, tons of stuff to talk about, as well as I'm going to be giving you some back of the show after we cover the news as to enjoy the show. Good to see everyone in this morning. We are officially back on Instagram. I'm trying to figure that out as I moved apartments. I haven't been able to stream to Instagram the past couple of weeks, but we are back Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube, giving you what you need to know. We're going to start things off today with Kadarius Tony, who Andy Reid has announced will be ready for Week One's matchup versus the Detroit Lions. That is Thursday night football. As we know with Kadarius Tony, his health is always a concern. And this offseason, he picked up an injury uh, in camp. Looked like he, you know, it might linger. He might miss a few weeks. But no, he is good to go week one. That's good to see. I love myself some Kadarius Tony When he is healthy, he's just so much fun to watch. He's electric. Uh, <laughs> and we'll be looking at Sky Moore's season. But as of right now, he's good to go week one. And I expect he'll totally have two touchdowns against the Lions because that's the most Kadarius Tony thing to happen. Be hurt all off season, everyone thinks you won't play. Come out play, score two touchdowns. That's Kadarius Tony. Another wide receiver who had been battling some health uh, issues and in his back is Michael Gallup, who you know has kind of been off and on for the Cowboys. Especially has stepped up when lots of injuries have happened, and he's been there. He has a thousand yard season under his belt from 2019. He's got decent workout metrics and everything. And now going into his sixth season, he says, I feel good. I smile all the time. I keep telling folks that I just smile when I walk in here because I know it's go time soon. Michael Gallup ready for the season, presumably fully healthy. Uh, and we'll see how what that means. Right now he is the wide receiver. Three, he's behind Brandon Cooks, behind C.D. Lamb. But as we know with the Cowboys season, uh, the past few seasons, that those injuries do pile up over the course of the year and I'm sure Mike will definitely be using him in some DFS games of course throughout the season as well another wide receiver that we need to talk about is Tank Dell who is slowly becoming the next Amon Ra Saint Brown reportedly this is the NFL rookie watch Tank Dell is reportedly out to prove all the teams that passed on him at, and says they made a mistake recently dell said that he has written down the names of all eight wide receivers taken ahead of him and remembers them all uh he was the ninth wide receiver taken in this year's draft he was taken after wide receivers like marvin mims jaden reed uh a few others of course um (laughs) because he was the ninth wide receiver taken i'm just kind of uh uh rice is the other one i was kind of thinking like in that range of wide receivers uh and tank dell of course led fbs in football and in, in receiving last year and in, in receiving yards so you know and maybe he should have been drafted a little higher and he has put that chip on his shoulder he's looked great this preseason looked great all through camp cj stroud asked the texans to draft him so i'm sure the next player to talk about is going to be jared goff as it has come out that they are working on a contract extension jared goff and brad, uh, brad holmes reportedly have Good dialogue. This is also pro uh, pro football talk. Who said this? And that is really good. Jared Goff has had a little bit of a career resurgence here in Detroit. Shipped out of Los Angeles, and his first year in Detroit had three thousand yards. And last season, he truly broke out with four thousand four hundred thirty-eight passing yards. And 29 passing touchdowns. He was really good in a ton of metrics. He was number 5 in QB rating, number 2 in EPA, number 7 in deep ball accuracy, number 4 in overall accuracy rating, number 5th in yards per attempt, number 7 or sorry, number 7 in yards per attempt, number 6 in passing yards. You know, all it goes all over. Number 5 in passing touchdowns. I mean, this guy really did have a great season last very serviceable option at the position uh, as I just rattled off all the stats, fantastic season last year, and they are adding to the room. They've got him on Ross St. Brown. They just added Sam Laporta. And then of course, Jamison Williams will be coming back from suspension later this year. If he can get this contract extension done, I'm sure his dynasty value will rise. And I would probably go ahead and try to trade for him be- before it becomes set in stone, because if this ends up being like a five-year contract, then it's going to be really, really good things and for his longevity with this team. Because as they continue to be competitive, it becomes harder and harder to replace that quarterback position, especially when you play at the high level that Jared Goff has. Um, and finally, one last news bit update before we talk about who may be the top performer by position. Cooper Cup, as we know, tweaked his hamstring and is expected uh, you know, to be day-to-day, maybe not be ready for week one. We obviously don't know the full extent of this as now that we are actually in season, coach speak is a thing. You know, The year is much more valuable, but now as the games are starting to be played and coaches come out and say day-to-day, that doesn't necessarily mean day-to-day and it could mean some rough things. So Cooper Cup, is in minnesota to uh well this is from saturday saturday he went up to minnesota per ian Rappaport to meet with a noted body specialist who further understand his hamstring injury he had two pulls in this hamstring this summer already and they want to comprehend the root of this issue going to get an outside opinion for this kind of thing is never a good sign especially since as the tweet said he's tweaked it twice now this offseason It really, really is a terrible, terrible sign, Uh, and I hope, you know, we haven't heard anything about how this visit went. I hope it's okay. We'll definitely find out as this week goes on, so make sure you tune into the Wake and Take all week so I can tell you about what's going on with Cooper Cup, Uh, but as of right now, we don't have the full picture. I would just urge caution. I'm still probably chance on him if he falls to me in the still gamble. As this is a hamstring injury, the issue here is how long it'll linger. I'm hoping McVeigh will just sit him out week one, maybe week two, let him get up to 100% before pulling him out there. Uh, But we'll have to see, right? I mean, if he's out there week one, I'm going to be a little bit more cautious. But also that means if he is out there week one, that this outside doctor probably, you know, thought it was fine you know, was like, okay, Cooper Cup can go out there. It's not that big of a deal, but we'll see. And again, as we talked about on Friday, Cooper Cup doesn't need to be, you know, at full uh, full health to be a good fantasy football wide receiver. It's not like he's an athletic guy to begin with. His skills are finding spaces in the defense, being a good route runner, and of course his chemistry with Matthew Stafford. So even if he is 70%, he's still better than half the wide receivers in the league. So I wouldn't be too concerned. Again, if his value does drop to the middle to late second round, I think it's worth taking a chance on him still, even with these concerns. And Broncos undrafted free agent running back Jaleel McLaughlin uh, has some hype coming out of camp. Uh, First off over the training camp, Parker Gabriel of the uh, out of the backfield as early as week one, Uh, the rookie should be counted on right from the start, according to Parker Gabriel of the Denver post. I'm excited to see what happens with him. What we know about Jaleel McLaughlin is that he went to Youngstown State and he went to the other Notre Dame, not the prestigious Notre Dame. Notre Dame College is where he went, not Notre Dame University. Uh, And he's actually college football's all-time leader in career rushing yards. He finished his collegiate career with over 8,000 rush yards. Yes, you heard that right, 8,166 yards. On 1,250 attempts. He had 79 touchdowns and over his college career, averaged six and a half yards per carry. If Jaleel McLaughlin is out there, go ahead and take a chance on him. Yes, Samaj P. Ryan had a great year last year, but it could be, you know, kind of a, a, a byproduct of being on the Bengals and getting a big workload. Jaleel McLaughlin, being younger, obviously a really good performer in college, you know, could actually be something definitely worth picking up in your in your uh deeper leagues uh before we move on to my hot takes or not my hot takes my takes my takes you know who i think will be the top score i say i see a super chat here from youtube so shout out slayton for asking this question happy labor day happy labor day to you as well i hope you can enjoy some time with in the sun maybe the family the friends whatever you're doing today would you trade damian pierce for keenan allen in ppr In full PPR, yeah, I am going for Keenan Allen here, especially if you're a win-now team. If it's dynasty, you know, you might have a little bit of concern trading away a young running back like Damian Pierce. And I do think that Damian Pierce is in for a year where he will outperform his ADP. But Keenan Allen, plain and simple, especially in full PPR, has top 10 wide receiver outcomes well within his range of outcomes right? I mean, the, the Chargers are probably going to pass the ball at least top three in the league this year. And Keenan Allen's part of that while healthy, especially for buy, uh, win now teams uh, to, to trade for because he is cheaper uh, and probably will have a very similar season to like a Stephon Diggs or maybe a Devontae Adams. I'm, I'm expecting big things for Keenan Allen this year for sure. Hope that answers your question. The rest of you guys that have asked questions, we'll get to those at the back of the show, unless you want to throw in a super chat. Next up, guys, it is time for who I think might be the top scorer by position for 2023. One of the things I wanted to do with this is try not to be too chalky. However, when it comes to wide receiver, it's hard not to go with the chalk pick. And I am picking Jamar Chase to be the number one wide receiver For 2023 yes i'm picking jamar chase over justin jefferson and it's for a few reasons a last season he actually had more targets and more receptions than he did in his rookie year despite playing in five less games last year jamar chase finished with 1046 receiving yards nine touchdowns and only 12 games he was number one in expected fantasy points per game with 19.8 yes Led the league in expected fantasy points. His targets have gone up every year. He averaged 11.1 targets last season. He's projected now for 170, which is almost 40 more than he's seen in his career. Uh, plus, last season, incredibly efficient. Four out of 12 of his games were 25 or more points. Two of them, he scored 30 or more points. And in half of his games last season half of jamar chase's games last season he scored 20 or more points so i am going with jamar chase for wide receiver one in 2023 and i think he will he will be the first wide receiver to go for over 2,000 yards this season my number one quarterback Who is also kind of chalky, but you know, not quite chalky. I'm going to go with Justin Herbert. And this comes after I just hyped up Keenan Allen. As I said, I do believe they will probably lead the league in pass attempts or at least be very, very close. And Justin Herbert last season was a disappointment, quote unquote. But when you look at all the metrics and the full picture, it was actually a wonderful season. Justin Herbert. Despite being NFL, despite having broken ribs, despite having a decimated offensive line, despite injuries to Keenan Allen and Mike Williams coming up all over the year, he still had 4,739 yards, which was good for second in the league, and 25 touchdowns, which is a lot of touchdowns, but not a lot when when you kind of consider how much he should have had. Both of his years in the NFL before that, he's had over 30, and in 2021 he had 38 so that was a disappointment 13 less touchdowns but still still in 2021 Justin Herbert was a 5000 yard passer a 300 yard rusher in 2022 on top of being everything i just named on top of having the 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 most pressures against him on top of the broken ribs the decimated offensive line the decimated weapons he still led the league in money throws still led the league in completion percentage under pressure and again was number two in pass attempts and yards. Justin Herbert is going to throw for over 5000 yards yet again, beating his 2021 total in both pass yards and and touchdowns. I'm going for If you've listened to any of my shows this off season, you'll know that it's Kyle Pitts. I do believe that Kyle Pitts will finally finally hit his expectations in 2023. Now that Marcus Mariota is gone, now that the now that the the bad Matt Ryan is gone, I think Desmond Ritter is a small upgrade to those, as well as the Falcons offense has fully come together. I know we were all burned by him last season and disappointed in him last season, but now everything is lining up for success for not only Kyle Pitts, but also for the Falcons. And in 2022, while only playing in 10 games, Kyle Pitts still had the second highest target share. He had the highest target rate. He was number one in deep targets, number one in air yard share, number two in average depth of target, number one in unrealized air yards, and number five in both expected points per game and yards per route run. All of those, some of the most important metrics to signify fantasy football success. And when I look at the bigger picture, this Falcons offense is going to line up. Drake London getting the cornerback one coverage. And then I ask myself, who is covering Kyle Pitts? And the answer is I have no idea. Kyle Pitts will be the one Falcons receiver who just can't be accounted for, because if you do, then you leave so many people wide open. And I think it's going to be the similar effect where you have to let like Travis Kelsey or Rob Gronkowski beat you or else the rest of the team will. I think that's the approach defenses will take with the Falcons. Let the tight end try to beat you. Make Desmond Ritter try to hit the tight windows and see what can happen. I'm all in on Kyle Pitts this year. I think his ADP is an excellent value on top of his dynasty value taking a hit as well. Time to buy Kyle Pitts because once he has a great year this year, you're not going to be able to buy him again. And finally, guys, who do I think the number one RB will be? I was going back and forth. I almost went with Bijan Robinson, but in the interest of keeping this unique and not sounding like a homer, I'm actually going to go with Najee Harris to be the number one running back in 2023. I don't know where my sign is the regular wake and take banner but Najee Harris I believe will be the number one running back in 2023 and most of this is because of really just of history and also uh how last year he actually well outperformed expectations when a running back has a list frank injury and plays through it you shouldn't expect the type of numbers that naji harris gave up and you sure as hell shouldn't expect him to play all 17 games but that's just what he did naji harris has not missed a game yet in the nfl back-to-back 17 game years back-to-back thousand rush yard seasons back-to-back 10 touchdown seasons and I mentioned the Liss Frank injury, but last year he still finished 10th in opportunity share while playing through it and was number four in evaded tackles, showing that he was still elusive and can still get it done. And if you go back to his rookie year, where he finished as the number three running back overall uh, and had a pretty good points per game at 17.7, which was sixth in the league, he was number one in snap share, number one in opportunity share. Unweighted opportunities. Number one. Worth rounds sometimes in fantasy football drafts. And he w- is well, well, well worth that price tag and will easily outperform it. Look for Najee Harris to bounce back that this season and finish as the number one overall running back in. 2023 so just a quick recap before we get into the questions i believe the number one player at each position will be justin herbert jamar chase kyle pitts and Najee harris ladies and gentlemen do we have any questions let's see who do you think the wide receiver to own on the Texans is? Noobs World Order. This has been one of the hardest questions for me to answer all year. As you guys know, as I've talked about on this show a few times now, I do wholeheartedly believe in this Texans team. I really do think they have someone special in CJ Stroud, and I love the coaching staff. I think D'Amico Ryans was the perfect hire. I think he can get the culture in is Bobby Slowick from the Shanahan tree. These are both guys who came over from San Francisco. Where have I heard that story before? I don't know. Maybe the Miami Dolphins or any other Shanahan tree coach. I'm excited for the Houston Texans. I think CJ Stroud's going to be good. And I think all the wide receivers will be good i just don't know who the main one will be i'm almost starting to think it's just going to be pretty evenly split among people i think nico collins is of course going to be the number one he will have the more stereotypical route tree maybe running some streaks posts the, the classic stuff and then john mechie and tank dell will be the more route running specialist type wide receivers going over the middle of the field used in a bunch of different ways. And I think both of them will do well as well. I love myself some John Mechie, but, uh, and, and Tank Dell really, as we're starting to hear how much of a dog he is and those preseason performances. So to answer your question, all of them, I think Dalton Schultz is in for a good year as well. I think Devin Singletary will probably outperform ADP. And I think the same for Damian Pierce. I think all of these guys will be really good football. So I guess with the answer is probably going to be the cheapest one. And if I remember correctly, that is John Mechie. Uh, but I think you could get away with owning all of them. And if they follow you and it's the right pick, I would just get it. I think it'll be fine. Um, Sky, R- Sky Moore, Rashad White, George Pickens for PPR Flex. Give me probably Rashad White since it's PPR. But I do think George Pickens by the end of the year, really by a few weeks, will have solidified himself as the top dog in the Pittsburgh Steelers offense. I think the same could be said for Sky Moore. I think these are great guys to be choosing from for your flex this season. Slayton, congratulations on drafting well and building your roster well. And that is, um, that's it. That's it. Those are all the questions I have on YouTube. Actually, let me check. Actually, sorry, I forgot I'm doing Instagram now. I see some here. On Instagram favorite draft strategy in three wide out leagues or double flex leagues. In that situation, you've got to go wide receiver, wide receiver, unless like Bijan Robinson is there in the second round, something like that. Uh, you've got to try to get your top tier wide receivers early when there are three of them. Uh next at the 101 and a tight end premium super flex, leaning Josh Allen one, then get Kincaid late. I think that's fine. I think that's great. You know, go ahead and get Josh Allen. I would almost say just get Patrick Mahomes and maybe try to get Kelsey when it comes back to you, but that might not happen. And that, that is actually all the questions. So thank you all for tuning in today. This was a great show. I hope you all have a fantastic Labor Day, a fantastic rest of your week, and I'll see you all tomorrow on the Player Profiler YouTube channel, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at 10 a.m. Eastern. I was Jason. This was Wake and Take. You guys were great. Have a good one. Peace.